This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code COMEDYFILMNERDS at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Work it. Welcome to Comedy Film Nerds Nighttime Episode 305. Yeah, it's great because we're more tired. <laughs> we're punchier. <laughs> we're punchier. We've been uh, fighting uh, boxes of shirts all day. And yes, this, uh, and losing. And <laughs> we are losing. We are losing. <laughs> Didn't we just commit to take on another product? Is that what yeah, we did? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, because there's plenty of room in the garage, <laughs> except for humans. <laughs> uh, we'll just start recording outside on your kid's trampoline. Yeah. <laughs> It's not a bad idea. Yeah, it is. The yeah. Bouncy Hounds episode, we'll yeah. do that, or by the tetherball. It's well-ventilated. <laughs> it's a good exercise. Yeah. It's a cardio We got episode. a multitask. We do have to multitask. So we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to be talking about Brooklyn, Kung Fu Panda 3, a little more Bridges Spies, some more DVDs and Blu-rays, and uh, some stuff about the site, especially it being broken right now. <laughs> yeah. So let's um, talk about well, how things break. Yeah. The main thing we want to let you know is the store part is still working. Yeah. So, uh, the, you know, the content, it, it's still there. It just kind of looks a little weird, but uh, our webmaster, Brian, he's working on it. He's on top of it. Brian Wolf. Yeah. Lobo. Wolfman's on it. Wolfman's on, Wolfman's <laughs> on it. He's on the case. Uh, I want to thank everybody who came out to the um, Hollywood Improv this past Saturday. I was headlining. It was a, it was a blast. Uh, Tiffany Haddish was on the show. She's very funny. We're going to have her on this. Uh, and then... Uh, in a trampoline episode? In a trampoline episode, uh, Arsenio Hall popped in. Really? Yeah. So that was cool. He did like mm-hmm. 20 minutes. He, mm-hmm. Arsenio Hall opened for me. Nice. So that's, <laughs> that's all that He didn't worked. bump you. He opened no, for you. No, no, no. He didn't. He, didn't. he was a very, very, very gracious man. Mm-hmm. He could have bumped me. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, the Hollywood Improv, it's awesome to perform there, and it's an honor. And, you know, they let you know where you stand. Sure. You know, you're instantly. Th- you're the headliner, but just so you know that we're not asking you, is it okay if he stops right. in? Just yeah, yeah. But you know, you're the headliner, but just so you know, anything could happen. Any- <laughs> Someone far more famous yeah. than you is going to show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so have fun. Yeah. Um, no, they're very cool over there. Jamie Flam and everybody. Uh, it was a lot of fun and a lot of a lot of a lot of fans came out. So that was great. Well, um, we are uh, very excited to introduce our guest, returning guest, returning guest, second time. Uh, very very busy man. So yes. we're happy to have him. Uh, he is not only the showrunner for Arrow right now, but also the showrunner for uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Nice. And uh, he wrote the Green Lantern movie, but we gave him enough shit about that last time. <laughs> So we're going to lay off on this time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Guggenheim. Hey, guys. Good to be back here. This was a nice intro. Did you really yeah. give me enough shit last yeah. time? I thought there was still some more shit to do. I really thought that. You know, there's like, there are crimes with shorter statute of limitations than Green Lantern. Jesus. Yeah, well, you paid your penance. So yes, for sure. <laughs> Errol's awesome. Thank so, you. So, so, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> um, so how's the... Arrow is basically what, Arrow is basically what you, you would have gotten if uh, Greg, Michael, and I had been allowed to do what we wanted yeah, to right, do. Right. <laughs> if you take certain people out of the equation, that's that's how that you get Arrow. You yeah. take Green Lantern, and that's how you get Arrow. Just, just remove various people from the equation. Um... How is the new show you're working on, the oh, DC it's show? Oh, yeah. my God, it's so much fun. The show is insane. I mean, right now we've aired uh, – when are you guys going to post this podcast? Like post tonight. tonight. Oh, it's post tonight. Okay, mm-hmm. so as of as of tonight, we'll have only released two episodes, and it's mm-hmm. really the, the first two parts of this two-part pilot that we've mm-hmm. done. And we're shooting – starting tomorrow, we'll shoot start shooting episode 12. So mm-hmm. the point being is that we've written and produced a lot of episodes so far. We're so far ahead of the audience, and the audience just has no idea what's coming. I mean, the, the show I haven't is seen any of it insane. Yet. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks. Um, tell me more. Yeah. 
Um, but it is it is insane. It's a time travel superhero show. It's really cool. All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's insane. The show the show is just completely bonkers, and you, you've actually probably seen the two most normal episodes so far. Um, and the thing about the show is like no two episodes are the same. Like it's every episode is completely different, and um, that's to me the the fun of the show. Now um, I heard you're going to go. Uh, back to the old west to see oh, Jonah yeah. Hex, right? Yeah, uh, that we oh, just uh, we nice. we're going to wrap that episode tomorrow. Oh, very um, cool. And it's super awesome. Who's playing Jonah Hex? Great. Uh, I'm going to butcher his name, or at least the pronunciation of his last name, because I can spell it, but I can't say it. It's uh, Jonathan Shake or Sheik or Shake. Uh, sorry, Jonathan, man. <laughs> I just I typed your name into a bunch of emails, but I've never actually had to say it out loud before. Um, but he's a lovely guy and a really talented actor, and we're really lucky to have him. And and I can spell his name, um, just can't pronounce it apparently. Um, Johnny the Sheik. Yeah. <laughs> I probably, I, I, so sure. good luck at the SAG Awards. I can guarantee you that, that whatever pronunciation it actually is is completely different from the pronunciation right. I just offered. Well, we uh, can't uh, beat up anyone for getting names incorrect on this show. We pride ourselves on... No, you on. really can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty good at mispronouncing names. What's our pri- we take yes, pride in it. Yes, you know, it's funny. I actually, I I also, um, I, I pronounce... I, I pronounce Rachel McAdams as Amy Adams. <laughs> so I get it. I do the exact same thing. Yeah, we'll address that a little later yeah. on in the episode. Mark's doing a callback from we last episode. That's pretty impressive. Fucking, <laughs> where he was probably one of the many people screaming into yeah, his yeah. phone. Yeah. Uh, I fucked that up. I'll explain uh, it later. Yeah. I was just pissed off. All right. Speaking of pissed off, let's go into okay. Brooklyn. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Let's talk about this movie. I think we uh, we really have to talk about this movie. Okay. You you want to go first? Sure. I uh, <laughs> I'm watching this movie, and it is a period piece, oh. and it is Oscar bait, and it's one of those movies that was made by a computer trying to get an Academy Award. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Everything is like, all right, well, that goes in that piece, that goes in that piece. This is either, this is a computer who wants to be a publicist, who wants an Academy <laughs> Award, who made this movie. Well, uh, I'm really afraid of these computers wanting to be publicists. Yes, and they're going to take worse over. This Skynet. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's exactly what's going to happen. A bunch of pushy sorority right. girls that could only get one job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, this, this Brooklyn movie, first of all, too Irish. That's the first thing. It's a little, was a little too Irish for me. I, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, enough with the accents. We get it. You're right, in Ireland. I, yeah. All right. I, uh, <laughs> I couldn't it's believe too this. Irish. <laughs> you know, and we get into like, all right, no one's drunk or fighting, really? Oh, but they show the Italians eating spaghetti because that's all we ever eat every single meal. Well, and, you have spaghetti and yes. a spicy meatball, yes. <laughs> right? Exactly. Spicy. And then, of course, he's a plumber. An Italian oh. plumber. Uh, thankfully, they didn't name him Mario. Oh, it was pretty probably was pretty it close. What was yeah, his name? Yeah, so Luigi. Yeah. Um, so this <laughs> movie hit every single ham-handed point you could possibly imagine. And at the middle, first of all, I was thinking, well, what's going to happen? There's like nothing even happening in this movie. And then finally, it gets to the point where, oh, here's the crux of the movie: Is she going to choose um, Peter or Gail? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's uh, it's like it. That's what we're reduced to now because on the surface, on the drawing board, this is based on a novel. I could see the appeal of this story. You have, um, you know, a period piece sure. set in Brooklyn. You look at the family oh. history of the way women were treated in Ireland and the way they were also treated when they moved to Brooklyn. Not only how um, repressive the society was for them, but also just in the family units. Like, they were also treated like garbage there, too. Right. So there's a lot of um, fertile ground for a compelling story. But Mm. when you have a robot come in and make that story, (laughs) then you have everything's ham-handed and overbearing. And everything that the director was showing, like, the director couldn't figure out what was important and what wasn't. Like, she's going to America on the boat. I'm like, I I get it. She's seasick. I don't need to see her shit in a bucket. So, way to spoil the movie. Yeah. 
I get it. She's, and then you Spoiler have... Spoiler alert, guys. Yeah. There's some bucket work. But there is, uh, you know, the actress that plays Felicity is in this film, as I'm sure you're aware. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. incredibly aware of it. In fact, yeah. uh, the, I love this I love this podcast. It shouldn't be called Comedy Film Nerds. It should be called uh, Biting the Hand that Feeds You. Yeah. Because the last time I was on this podcast, it was like, tell us everything that's wrong about Green Lantern yeah. while you're working for Warner Brothers. Yeah. And now, now you ask me about a movie um that uh one of my actors uh is in uh which i now have to admit i haven't seen um but i feel compelled to defend it because emily worked really hard on that movie now, now I you will can say, tell us how amazing emily was in that movie i That's will you can salvage this. Y- you know what and i will say um all the acting was very good oh okay. and that what the, the problem was That's not something. the acting the acting no was, i remember was actually if, if i could just take you back through your your critique mm-hmm. you were like there was far too much irish in the movie and then you proceeded to go on like a five minute long screen about how they treated the italians yes <laughs> you see the problem there. um but anyway uh, you know i'm only doing that out of solidarity with emily just consider the source so, emily yeah. consider the source so what uh, emily was one of the um the boarding um uh girls that um when uh um okay right. let's try to pronounce her name Sarsi Ronan. Sarsi Sar- Sar- Ronan. No, no, shake, shake. Yeah, shake, shake, shake Ronan. Shake, shake, shake Ronan. So you have these girls in the uh, in the boarding house. So she's becoming friends with them. So you figure, well, this is going to be a f- rather large part of the film. This bond that she's creating with these girls. Nope. You see them in the first half of the movie, and then they're gone. Then you there's there's nothing else there because she goes back to Ireland, and then the second movie starts. Not the second part of the movie, the second movie starts. And then she has to decide which movie she wants to be in. So, And that's, that's kind of the, uh, the, the structure of you know, the film. Yeah. And I will say, like I said, this is, th- this is a problem of execution. Um, the premise is great. The, I, I, I haven't read the novel, but I'm sure the novel is much more nuanced. The acting is really good. The production design is, is really good. Mm-hmm. This, is, is, this is a purely execution and structure problem. And I think in the right hands, this could have been a much more compelling film. When does Tom Cruise ride the horse? No, that, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's... that's in a butter commercial, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, so she, you know, Sheik Ronan, I yeah. really... <laughs> I think she's a fine young actress. Absolutely. And, you know, she's Irish. So, like, yeah. this is, this is, she's actually playing a young. I don't blame anyone in the movie. I, my, my anger really has not that much to do with the movie. It really, my anger gets focused on the Academy because that they just buy this, oh, period. Oscar piece, bait. Oscar yeah. bait. Did it get nominated for yeah. Best Picture? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's impressive. So, that's the. Mainly thing. because of Emily. Well done. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Because I got to go to work with her tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, that that's my, you know, and I don't, I don't, um, I don't begrudge anybody. Of course, if you got nominated, you're going to, I, you know, whatever I would, yes, go, go, do, go, go for it. But what bothers me is, you know, obviously the Oscars have taken a lot of heat and rightfully so in my yes. opinion, everything is so, so white and you've got this movie that just is not that good. It's not a best picture nomination. Right. When you put it next to, I mean, I would have liked to have seen Concussion as opposed to this movie. Uh, I think Straight Out of Compton. Was, this was a big budget Lifetime movie. Yeah, man. Like it's just, it's just, and it's this is the thing that bothers me about the Academy is it's just Oscar bait. If it's just gowns and accents, it's in just automatically. Can I tell you when the Oscars lost my respect? Um, so about, I don't know, like three years ago, mm-hmm. we're having uh, a couple people over to, uh, watch the Oscars mm-hmm. and my wife had ordered, um, you know, some food from a local restaurant, which I won't name. Um, but I'm, I'm picking up the food and the woman is helping me load the car, uh, with the food. And, and she's like, you know, you having an Oscar party. Uh, and I said, well, yeah. And I you know, didn't say like, well, duh, you know, <laughs> but uh, I said, yeah. And she's like, you know, I, I, you know, she's like, I turned in my ballot. And I'm like, really? You, you, you turn your ballot. You, I'm like, you used to be in the business? You used to be in the academy? Uh, you know, I guess you still are in the academy if you mm-hmm. uh, filled your ballot. No, um, you know, my husband was in the academy, and, and we got divorced a couple of years ago. But his ballot still comes, and, you know, I, I vote it. <laughs> um, wow. And I'm like, uh, okay then. Well, this puts a lot of things in some perspective for me. Yes. It, it explains like- why Green Lantern never got an Oscar <laughs> nomination. 
That's really what I walked away with. I, did you get extra garlic knots? <laughs> you know, we didn't even yeah. get extra garlic knots. So it's upsetting. it's like you know, uh, every yeah, it's it's that's my problem. This movie, like, I feel like there were more deserving movies to get oh, into on. the best and picture. There, there, there's there's people who have a you know who got to vote in the Academy who just saw the poster, maybe the trailer, and went, oh, I'm sure this is amazing. Like, oh, it's got to be amazing. They just, I heard it did great at the festivals. Like, it's got a festival laurel. It must be amazing. And it's like, no, it's not. And you have to, like, stop drinking this Kool-Aid and go and watch some goddamn movies. Like, it's just, it, 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 it's such a missed opportunity. And it's... it's. And, uh, by the way, for a... Um a differing opinion on Brooklyn, Lara House really liked the film really liked and it. has a written review up on the right. site. So if you want a differing opinion, check out uh, Lara House's review on the site. Emily, she's the one I agree with. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't begrudge anyone for making this movie. Okay, it missed the mark a little bit. I'm just mad at the Academy that they just won't look past anything like this. They just won't look past the Oscar You could be bit. angry at both. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you can. All right. Um, <laughs> it sounds like it's a movie about white people. I can totally see why I got nominated. <laughs> is, it, is it really a mystery? Yeah. yeah. I'm Irish, and I don't give a shit about this movie. Right. Like, I just was like, I don't... And the lead guy, the Italian guy, I loved, he did that, like, James Ding thing, like that whisper act. You know, if you leave, it's gonna drive me crazy. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, just a little direction. That's all right. we need. I'd rather see. Yeah, I'd rather a see Sheik Ronan run around, you know, with a rifle, whacking people like she did in that movie. The, the, the Revenant. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I want to see her fight a bear and live yeah. inside of it, <laughs> all with an Irish accent. Yes, it's live inside a horse and fight a bear. Yeah, Not fight a bear and live inside the bear. It's live inside the horse. Extended cut. Yeah, 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 yeah I dropped that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, moving forward. Now, Kung Fu Panda Three. We uh, just did a spoiler app uh, that will drop on Thursday uh, with my daughter, yeah, who uh, really oh, nice. enjoyed the film well as well. And uh, I will say, this film, we went to see it uh, as a family this weekend, and we all thoroughly enjoyed it. A really fun movie. Um, I really enjoyed it. Like, I liked it better than the second one. The second one, I thought, went a little too dark and away from, like, kind of the kung fu tenets like we had talked about. But I thought this one was really fun. Um, it had great uh, characters in it. Uh, I've stellar cast list that we'll go over to more in the spoiler uh, app. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, in animated movies, you usually have a couple of stars. This one was kind of full of name actors. You know, how often are you going to see Angelina Jolie in a movie with only a couple of lines? Yeah. It's, it's very rare. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a really, um, it was a really fun movie. It was fun. It was funny. And it was also heartfelt. So I think it really kind of course corrected from the second one and found the mark again. I'm looking forward to the fourth one. Mark, what did you think of it? I really enjoy it. I liked it a lot. And I, I, I agree, it's much better than the second one. I really liked the first one. second one left me a little little flat. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and, and yes, Emily, the world I live in is I, I don't have time to see a movie like Brooklyn, but <laughs> I've got two kids and I see Kung Fu Panda 3. Um, but I really liked it. And I have to say the art direction in the movie is, mm-hmm. is stupendous. It is yes. stunning. Uh, I, I saw the 3D version and mm-hmm. normally I hate 3D, but it just, it looks so gorgeous. I and mean, it was crisp too. Crisp. Really very well mm-hmm. done. Um, uh, highly recommend. Did your did your kids like it? They loved it. They yeah. really loved it. Yeah, they really really enjoyed it. They um, got all the jokes and everything. And I think they got all the jokes they were meant to get. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think look, I think Poe is so likable uh, that it's hard not to. It's just he's the movie to me. You yes. know. And and mm-hmm. it, he just carries so much of it. And there was a lot of I guess opportunity in this movie for Poe adorableness. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Whereas the second one, I was like kind of bored. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it had yeah. a peacock and a cannon. Yeah, and yet, and despite that, I was born. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Usually your big peacock yeah, cannon. Yeah, I mean, guys. come on, you put that together. Oh, my God, I can't wait to see this movie. Yeah, it's funny. I saw it in, uh, I saw it in, in 2D, and I was like, this looks good. It, and I'm, I, I'm similar. I'm not a big fan of 3D. I think they yeah. slap it on too many movies. But watching this, especially when they're in the spirit realm, I was like, mm-hmm. God, I bet you this looks awesome in 3D. Right. Yeah, it really did. It looked absolutely stupendous in 3D. The other thing we uh, we, we talked about, too, is uh, the, the 3D, just the way they kind of layer the backgrounds to give that depth. Yeah. Uh, that That's really a great use of 3D, too. It doesn't always have to be just stuff coming mm-hmm. at you. It's just to actually kind of feel that depth of the scene. And you can almost feel like... 
Um, it almost feels epic. Like it's like an animated Lawrence of Arabia where you just see these sweeping landscapes and you feel the depth mm-hmm. on it. It's yeah. really cool. So highly recommended for, um, yeah. And I, it's, it's good. You know, um, Brian Cranston does his voice in yeah. this one. JK's, Another giant star. Yeah. JK Simmons does. Mm-hmm. He's, he plays the bad guy. Yep. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I really, I really, I really dug it. Mm-hmm. So. I recommend this. Check it out. Check Mm -hmm. it out. So we have an advertiser today. What? Yeah, Squarespace. Oh, snap. Yep. Now, the thing about Squarespace is, like we always said, not only can you get a great website for a very cheap price, and of course, we're not going to have you pay full price. That would be crazy. You're going to get uh, 10% off. (laughs) Comedy film nerds. Just go to checkout. You get 10% off. Um, But one of the things we always say is uh, not only is this easy to use, you'll get a great website, but Squarespace supports podcasting. They support the festival. They support us. They support podcasting all across the board. They support the industry. So it's always great to support a sponsor that supports all of us. And the thing about Squarespace is their their website template is really designed for sort of a lot of, not specifically, but artists – uh, you know, you're run a graphic design company or a photographer that, that showcasing, showcasing, mm-hmm. showcasing a visual, uh, art or visual service. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing I really like about them is, is in addition to everything that you said and right. the thing about podcasting, like we talk about at the festival every year that they have the Squarespace lab and that's for smaller podcasts. Like obviously they, they, they do a lot of ad buys on the giant shows that get millions of downloads as well. Right. They should. And that's, they spend Super Bowl ad money, but then they're right. also spending money to have a lab at our festival really just for small shows to come in mm-hmm. and, and have a place to podcast and have from. a place to podcast from. And these are shows that probably get hundreds of downloads, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a thousand or at the most. Right. So they're not getting a lot of ad dollar for people to say, hey, we're at the Squarespace Lab at the podcast festival. They're just doing it because they want to support the medium. Right. You know, and that to me is 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 cool. And that's why I like these tech companies because it's not just like some giant, you know, company coming in. They're 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 really cool. So so how so, do you save 10%, Chris? So oh my gosh, it's so easy. You just use what? the uh, coupon code comedy film nerds on checkout. And one of the things uh, we'd also want to mention, too, you can get a free domain if you sign up for a year, uh, and you get really cool, easy-to-use tools, and there's no coding required. You don't have to be able to code to do a Squarespace uh, no, website. No, you can be dumb like me and set it up. It's yeah. pretty easy. And it'll work. <laughs> and it'll be yeah. <laughs> It's dumb-proof. <laughs> <laughs> so go to squarespace.com and use uh, Comedy Film Nerds upon checkout. So now, Mark, we want to talk about, as you are more than aware, um, there's been a fair amount of comic book adaptations in the cinema with over the last couple of years. Have you paid attention yeah. to this? <laughs> has this, in, has this come across your desk? In fact, this, is deliber- <laughs> so. this has deliberately affected you because didn't um, DC and Warner Brothers pull Suicide Squad from Arrow because they needed to use the fe- them in the feature? Oh, yes, I remember. This is the, the bite the hand of feast you part of it. <laughs> Back, back at this, it's like, how can we screw up Mark's career? Um, you know, look, I mean, here, here's the thing: we, you know, we have this arrangement with DC, and and mm-hmm. it's their characters, and they tell right. us when we can use the characters and when and when we can't. And um, you know, they were concerned about uh, you know some confusion if there's a Suicide Squad running around on Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, would people be confused if there was also a Suicide Squad in the movies? And they're they're doing this movie, which looks pretty awesome to me. Actually, I really am excited about. It. So we're we're you know we're we're good partners. We're playing ball. So what um as far as like the characters go, is there like a list where, uh, you know, here's the the character that can be in both. Here's the character that can't be in both. Or is it like pretty much film characters? can't interact with TV characters. Do they have like a Bible of rules like the way Marvel does? No, no, that would mm. be that would be lovely. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but. <laughs> But we don't uh, because we, we it operates very differently. It's it's sort of more a it's a negotiate not a negotiation. It's a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, with Marvel it's Marvel has it easier. And you know, my wife works you know uh, with Marvel on the TV side and on Agent Carter on Agent Carter and. Um, you know, which is on tonight, actually. You're probably mm. listening to this podcast when you should be watching the show. But um, <laughs> uh, sorry, honey. Um, call up Emily. You guys can commiserate with each other. Um, but uh, Then you watch know, Brooklyn. They, yeah, then watch Brooklyn. Um, the, the thing is, you know, like with, with Marvel, it's relatively easy. It's like it's all one big shared universe. So there's really not a question. The only question is, is this character going to be done first in TV or, or first in film? Mm-hmm. Um you know, with the DC universes, which are not 
linked, at least the cinematic uh, and the television universes are not linked. Um, it's it's a more delicate dance, uh, and and obviously we're not you know at Arrow we're not privy to all of DC's plans you know that's right. above our pay grade. So um, you know we just sort of work it out on a mm-hmm. you know I, periodic basis. I mean, I, how are you sort of feeling about the state just overall of comic book movies? Um, you know, I, I'll tell you. I mean, look, I think I think to everything a season, and you know. I, I, it's funny. I'm starting to feel like with Legend when Legends came out, I started to feel like, oh, the backlash is coming. There's backlash. Like people, oh, it's like too many shows. No, not uh, too many shows, too many movies. But it's not. Uh, it's not like a. Pre- it's not a prediction on my part. It's. Uh-huh. It's more an acknowledgement that, you know, the center can never hold. Like you know, the Western was the hugest thing ever yeah. for a time. Mm-hmm. You know, everything has its time, and and I'm not saying that like the Western comic book movies are going to become extinct. I think comic book movies have are established themselves basically as their own legitimate genre, basically, or subgenre, if you will. And that genre is not going away. Um, but, you know, at some point the marketplace will, it's not even that they'll backlash against comic book movies or comic book TV shows. They'll move on to something else as they always do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I think there are, there's always a lot of critics who, who just can't wait. I mean, they, <laughs> you know, they can't wait to pop that bubble and, you know, and, and be a part of, of, you know, reversing the trend. Um, I'm you know. curious though, because the the one thing that's different is now, like when the Western there was West there was TV, and there was film mm-hmm. that was it, and they some of them came off of radio or whatever. But now with when you have all of this, like Netflix, like Marvel, you know they yeah. have they have Daredevil, they have all these they all they have the big movies obviously they have the tentpole stuff, and then they've got the episodic, and you've got different tones too. You've got a yeah. very dark tone with. Uh, Daredevil, but also you have a family-friendly tone a little bit with Agents of Shield, yeah. and then you have these you know big giant tentpole movies like you're talking about. So too. I, I, I wonder, like, because the marketplace, because it's so niche now, like, can can the marketplace change as is? Can it change as easily as it has in the past? And I don't, I don't know that any of us know the answer to that, but you know what I mean. Like, is is not that there's going to be a day where comic books are over and everybody hates them and the market's over for them, but like, will it ever? I mean, obviously we are in the heyday of it, but will it ever? Could it wane so much that it completely like goes the way westerns like, are? Like we go, oh, I wish we had a comic book movie this summer. Right. Are we are we ever going to get that far on the other side? Uh, I don't think so. And I know Steven Spielberg has said, you know, um, that he thinks they're going to go the way of the Western. And, and Steven, you're wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> return my call, buddy. Um, you never return my call. But, um, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that this is sort of where the Western breaks down. The, the Western comparison kind of breaks down. The Western is a very specific genre. That is a right. very specific kind of TV shows, kind of movie, kind of story. Very specific time in history. Yes. Comic books. Is like, anything. It's anything. I mean, Jessica Jones, is that a comic book show? Yeah, because it's based on a comic book. Right. But, you know, you've got Agent everything Carter, and like, 300 are all know, based on comic books. Yeah. So they're I completely mean, different. they're completely, completely different. So Walking I don't think dead. Yeah, you know, yes. exactly. <laughs> best example, you know, so I think, you know, if you're going to really try to make these predictions, you're, you're probably best off, um, narrowly defining what a comic book movie is, quote unquote. And I would say like, is it going to be superheroes, capes and tights? You know, that's a much more narrow subset. Right, and right. to which I say, They'll always exist, as they always have existed, even before this heyday of comic book movies, and they'll right. continue to exist. Yeah, um, yeah. You know. will, will the will the big you know capes and tights tent pole change? Yeah, I could see that because that could maybe change. But like you said, they've been making those. I mean, forever. You know, you know. Uh, they, and they, you know, they. Nineteen seventy eight was that first yeah. Superman, and that was. It was crazy, and they've been making them ever since, yeah. and they made them before then. A and even exactly. like the original Superman, it was everyone was was blown away by the effects too. It's like you'll sure. believe a man can fly. Yeah. Like really, when it came out, mm-hmm. it was mind blowing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, you, we show it to our kids now, and I'm like, well, this is okay. You know, I've seen the Avengers already, right? Yeah. So it's it's right. hard. To, it's hard to go back. It's, you know, it is very hard to go back for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, it's they, I don't think they're they're going away and. 
Now, yeah. what what do you think? What are you looking forward to as far as this upcoming summer? Because you've got also you've got Batman versus Superman, but you also have Suicide Squad, and clearly there is some crossover in those movies yes. because you've seen in one of the Suicide Squad trailers, Batman's on the hood of a car. So I didn't catch that actually. Yeah, I've it, seen that like in the behind the scenes, like people running out on the street on location, but I haven't seen that in the trailer. Wow, there's one of the trailers. Yeah, yeah now I don't have to yeah. watch the trailer like the Zapruder film. But um, yeah. <laughs> you know, you guys are an easy audience. I really like the laugh. Um, I, I always think like, oh my god, I'm not going to be able to be funny enough to be on this podcast. And during the podcast, I'm thinking, wow, I'm really funny. But now I realize, <laughs> I realize now my second time, it's like a magic trick. I've sort of sort of figured out how the trick goes. You guys just laugh at everything. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, the audience is thinking like, why the hell are these guys laughing? But, um, We're you dumb. know, I'm yeah. not smart guys. I'm looking forward to Suicide Squad, um, mm-hmm. you know, quite, quite a bit. Um, you know, that, that I felt really, really awesome. I, yeah. I've loved the, the trailers that they've been So that's interesting. You knew Batman was in it, but from behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't, did, I didn't catch him in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was, cause it was one of those trailers that it's only like for like a couple frames. Ah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 curious to see. I'm such a Batman purist that you know Superman, Batman. I'm not. I'm like no, I don't know. I really love the Nolan one so much, but then hearing about the Suicide Squad makes me go, okay. Like I don't know. Like this could. I I want to. I think I just need to look at it. It's a separate thing. Right. It's not the Nolan. You got to let it go. Gotta you got to let, let, go. let Nolan go. 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 Yeah. It's, 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 and you got to be glad. Actually, I mean, like I'm for what it's worth. I'm I'm glad that. They're not doing the Chris Nolan Batman over and in over these, and over. Yeah, well, mm. it's like not even over and over. You can't do the Chris Nolan Batman over and over. Right. It's the Chris Nolan Batman. Yeah, if it, it doesn't, there's no larger universe. Well, not that only Chris that, Nolan but Chris Nolan Batman would right. fit in. Well, well, not only that, but it's if Chris Nolan is not doing it, it's right. not the Chris <laughs> yeah, Nolan exactly. Batman. <laughs> so, like, I don't want to see. I don't want to see. Quite frankly, I want to see Zack Snyder do Batman his version of Batman. I don't want to see Zack Snyder right. do what he thinks is Chris Nolan's version right. of Batman. Right. So, I'd like to see him do what someone else thinks is his version of Superman, though. <laughs> I played the fifth. Yeah. Bite the hands of Fiji. Bite the hands of Fiji. We're trying to get Mark unemployed. That's yes. what this episode is called. I know. Um, it's but, called Professional Russian Roulette. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have to say, the Suicide Squad trailer, I, I'm actually more excited about that than I am about the Batman versus Superman. Um, the Batman versus Superman, I go back and forth on. And one of the reasons is I, I, I'm not sold on Superman at all after the first movie and after the trailers. I don't think Zack Snyder gets Superman at all. But uh, I think Ben Affleck does get Batman. So I'm, I'm like a little more excited about his interpretation of Batman than I am about Zack Snyder's overall vision I'm of the actually, film. I'm, I, I've actually turned the corner on this mm-hmm. because... First of all, I think it's like Mike Schmidt said um, on this episode, on this show, uh, Superman is just a hard character to make into a movie, you know, and it's, it's, it's really. No, he's not. I mean, he's not. He's not. Well, then I guess it's only I been done I completely disagree. But I mean, like, um, why is it always, why has there only been the Christopher Reeve ones, in my opinion, that are actually any good? Like, well, I mean, bear in mind, you're talking about like in the modern era, you're talking about three there are only three different iterations. It's not like, right. you know, it's been tried five times or right. ten times. And, you know, the, you know, I also think Superman Returns is, it's a much maligned movie. Um, you know, it, it really is. It's And and the truth is, I, I think the, what makes Superman, Superman Returns is so specific, it, you've got to almost lump it in with the Christopher Reeve movies because it was so clearly a, homage to those Richard Donner films. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, in many ways, I put Superman Returns sort of in the same box as the Richard Donner films. Um, because because was, you work with Brendan Routh, right? And Brian Singer. But, um, <laughs> you know, and, and, there's only so much, and there's only so much of my career I want to do damage to. But no, no actually, but I'm being serious. Go, go, watch, go watch, you know, uh, all the things, quite frankly, that I enjoy about, like, the whole plane sequence, you know, in... Uh, you know, in, in Superman Returns, like it's a love letter to the Richard Donner sure. movies, mm-hmm. and and I don't think you can, you know, I, I don't think you can evaluate it uh, as anything else. It's very different from, say, Man of Steel, which was so clearly a, you know, a, a you know a completely different take, it, it, its own unique original take. And right. the thing about Man of Steel was, you know, I will say, like, you know. You know, the people who we developed Green Lantern under uh, were, 
you know, are gone. They're no longer a Warner Brothers. Um, but I feel their imprint on Man of Steel, mm. and it's it, it it's a lot of things we would hear in mo- in meetings, which is we don't under- we understand Batman, we don't understand Superman. If you you hear that, that's enough great meetings, to hear in a meeting. Well, when you, you're making you, the movie, well, <laughs> well, if you hear that and then you see Man of Steel, I, I watched Man of Steel. I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense. That's kind of the movie I would have expected that. Um, you know that uh, regime to have to have produced, um, but again they're gone. Um, n- you know new people come, in, new people have come in. Batman versus Superman. I think it's going to be. I think Batman versus Superman is going to be a very different animal than Man of Steel. But Jeff Johns is still over there, right? Well, actually, Jeff uh, is now much more involved. Like when you say still over there, he was not. He was not involved as an executive in Green Lantern um, or, or I want to say Man of Steel. I don't think he was involved with Man mm-hmm. of Steel. Like you know, it's you know Jeff has become a lot more involved. He's a producer on uh, mm-hmm. Suicide Squad. I don't know if he's a producer on you know Batman versus Superman, but um, you know Jeff's become a lot more involved. Good, so, good. I mean, exactly. He's, he's amazing. Uh, he's and he knows the, and he knows these properties and he loves mm-hmm. these properties and you know he you know, hasn't, you know, in all the, the earlier, in, under the earlier regime, he didn't have a, a voice, or at least not a, a voice that, Interesting. you know, anyone but, had to hear. My, my point, though, is I'm actually, the last trailer I saw for Superman vs. Batman, I went, I'm actually starting to think, like, this could be good because it's, the problem that always happens with Superman, I think, is when he's all alone, you have people who go, we don't understand what to do because he doesn't have this like axe to grind like Batman does, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm a, and, and I think putting him fighting Batman is actually, and and now that you say this regime change could help too. I think actually him at odds with Batman is gonna we're gonna see a, an interesting Superman for the first time. Like he needs that sort of. It's such a complex relationship and such a complex battle. But it was also built on a lot of history. Like if you look at Dark Knight, that was yeah. like it was, sure. that battle was leading up to um, years and years of history between right. the two characters. Well, it, it's it's interesting because you know I mean this is getting sort of very you know sort of inside baseball, but uh, you know comic reading wise, but that history that you referred to in, in Batman vs Superman was not antagonistic. Um, they were like best buddies, absolutely. Um, and to the point where, when John Byrne rebooted Superman and introduced Batman into his run on Superman, they were antagonistic, and that was kind of like apocryphal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, so it it's all it, look. I think it's all it's all very interesting. I don't like. Well, it's I mean, not like comic books retcon anytime or anything. No, 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 no. <laughs> but like, I mean, you know, everyone says, you know, like Superman, he's too noble, he's too pure of heart, he's not interesting. As a result, he doesn't have an edge. And it's funny, like, I really enjoyed the first two Captain America movies, and the third one looks really good, too. Yeah. Um, I don't agree with that criticism of you know, Superman. Well, that's that I, I'm sort of actually citing the Captain America yeah. movies as, as a good example of why that criticism does not apply to Superman. I agree. I completely agree. It doesn't seem to stop Steve Rogers, and it yeah. hasn't stopped, you know— um, you know the the Donner movies, and I do include the you know. You can have a noble non dark hero. Yes, it's it's possible. It's it would, possible. and it would be actually it would be nice. That right at this point, I think it would be fresh. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I mean, you have the Flash. I mean, that spun off from Arrow. It was right. really it's totally. You know, you, when you look at Arrow and the Flash, it's like kind of like that superman batman dynamic oh yeah one very is, much so. one is darker and one mm-hmm. you know they even reference it like you know oh, yeah. this city's in the light the city's in the dark and the you know thing, it's a great they both dynamic. look like vancouver but right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have the same sunset on tax yes. breaks <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> but this and then, then we'll move on um is uh the thing i liked about christopher reeves and the donner one he was all american he was apple pie but he had an edge to him in the sense that, like, when he got mad, he, he spun the world around. He fucking got pissed <laughs> off. He yes. dug up cars and spun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like in the what was it the, the was it the second or third one where he loses his powers and goes back and then kicks that trucker's ass? That was Superman two. Yeah, Superman two. Yeah. yeah, that was like. I believe you're sitting in my seat. Yeah, <laughs> and he and he's like, I'm a nice guy, but you pushed me, and you know what? You yeah. deserve an ass kicking. You're yeah. a dumb truck driver, mm-hmm. and I'm going to beat your ass and throw yeah. you into a pinball machine. Th- there's probably <laughs> a great like thesis or paper or something to be written on on Superman and the use of American power. 
Yo, for sure. You know, uh, but that's the whole thing. Like in, Frank, I think it's called the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah that's what, well, that's what Frank Miller, his <laughs> yeah. whole that whole thing was. Is is that's why you know Batman referred to him as the Boy Scout, yes. and he was this errand boy for Reagan and all the mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, so anyway, I'm I'm actually kind of strangely a little bit excited, not excited, but I'm 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 curious to see this movie. And I, why wouldn't you be? I mean, it's it's like I mean, this is as close as we're going to get, at least in the short term, uh, to seeing Dark Knight Returns adapted for, you know, cinema. That's like, true. come on, you know? Yeah. I mean, Dark Knight Rises gave us, Dark Knight Rises the movie gave us a little taste of it. Yeah. Um, but this is, you know, about as close as certainly the the 16-year-old, you know, boy who read Dark Knight Returns yeah. uh, of, of, in me ever yeah. thought uh, we Wherever would get. I'm, I'm excited to see that. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious to see it. Um, all, all right, right. So coming out. On DVD and Blu-ray, uh, Bridge of Spies. Now you is, saw this, Mark. I did, actually. I did. Do you think it deserves an Oscar nomination for Best Picture? No. no I'll be <laughs> honest. I, yeah, I'll be honest. I, and I'm only saying that because Steven Spielberg won't return my calls. But, um, <laughs> you know, no, I, I, I mean, truth be told, look, the, the thing is, I actually think it's an incredibly well-made movie. I mean, mm, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's Spielberg, it's Janusz Kaminski, it's, you know, Tom Hanks in a perfect role. I just I wish that they had I wish they had done a Cold War movie that was more you know quite frankly fit, fitting for the amount of talent that right. uh, was deployed to make this movie. It's like the and it wasn't even the script is very good. The Coen brothers you know did a rewrite on the script. The script's really good, but the story itself, which is based on a true story, the true story is kind of boring. I mean the right. th- the actual factual events. Um, you know, the, the trailer made it seem like, oh, my God, if Tom Hanks doesn't get this, you know, soldier out, there's going to be World War Three, you know, and, you know, they, they put in the trailer front and center, you know, if we don't make the right move, the next move could be the last one. Right, it's right. like, and you see the movie and you're like, yeah, I don't really think the fate of the world was ever really held in the balance. In fact, not to spoil the movie for you, based on true story, so really, come on. Um, but, <laughs> uh, you know, the 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 stakes of it is, He's going to get the soldier out. The only question is, can he get this other kid out uh, uh, right. as well? They're not the most exciting stakes in the world. Um, so, I, you know, that, that's that's sort of my. my I, I felt the same way. Like I, I feel like it's a testament to how good everybody was that in lesser hands, this story oh. would have been like, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. But everyone is so solid in it that you go, wow, this was good. But I felt the same way. Like this is a good movie, right? Is it best picture? Mm. Mm, it's it's this is this is the problem with the Oscars is it's always you see like Hanks and Spielberg, Boop. right? Oh. But it's yeah, just like Tom yeah. Brady gets to play in the Super Bowl this year no matter what because he mm. won last year. Nah, he mm. got beat by Peyton Manning. Sorry, <laughs> he's out. So I mean, but Peyton Manning gets to play in every Super Bowl. <laughs> um, that's what it feels like. Um, so now the next movie also got snubbed um, by Oscars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Last Witch Hunter. Yeah, wow, it's, oh, it's such a crime. Again, another diverse movie yeah, had witches in it. That's right. So, just hate uh, the witch yeah, community. you know they, they have a they don't have as strong a lobby. So uh, <laughs> there's not a strong witch lobby. Yeah, so, it is. It's called the liberal media. I'm really um, surprised this movie took this long to come out on DVD. I thought it would have been out uh, like two weeks before after. the movie. Yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. they just hand it out to you. <clears throat> and really, is it really the last witch hunter? No, no. I bet there's going to be more no. witch hunters. There's going to yeah. be a lot more of these. Guys. I thought it was a sequel to the Last Starfighter, and yes. I was really intrigued. <laughs> that would have been awesome. It would have been totally awesome. Fighting witches in a starship. That oh, would have been cool, dude. That he wanted a video game or something. Like, oh, that would make great. an awesome movie. Come on, Stephen, call yes. me back. Okay. We could we could set it in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Irish accent. Yeah, awesome. And an Italian witch. Yes. Eating a spumoni. Um, this a meatball turn you into a cat. <laughs> uh, the next one is Suffragette. Now, oh, did you see this movie? No. I didn't they, see this movie so either. This is a movie that they went, man, if Brooklyn got a nomination, how come we <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was some, we should have spent more on marketing. We had gowns and accents. Yeah. It's based on a true period. thing. Uh, period piece, yeah. Uh, and our brand is Crisis. Uh, this is also another kind of thrillerish movie I didn't see. Um, really? Now the next one, 
is uh, Rock the Casbah. This actually, is actually a Bill Murray movie. Yeah, that came out. Yeah, this he's, is he's one. The, tra- aging... the trailer looked like wow, this could be really funny and exciting, but it was in the theaters for like for a... like four seconds. Yeah, yeah, and, and like no one got to see it. So I don't, I don't know, know what happened. I don't know anyone who saw it. I know. I don't know anyone who's seen it either. So uh, now's your chance. Let us know if yep. you've actually <laughs> tracked down and found this movie. And, and it's weird sometimes these released uh, windows and schedules, you make it impossible for a movie to succeed because not only can no one find it, when someone finally does find it, it's gone. And then you can't get it on demand and you have to wait. So uh, movies like that have it really stacked against them. Mm-hmm. So, and the next movie, this is interesting. This is a, a re-release of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves on uh, Blu-ray uh, with some added features. Uh, extra features deleted scenes uh i mean yeah, that'd be great if there was deleted scenes. <laughs> i know right like uh some uh, an eighth dwarf you never yeah <laughs> where they siege him out like his, uh, the yeah. rummy he's the yeah. little, he goes to the track yeah it didn't work out uh <laughs> but th- this is the kind of movie too it, it, it's more interesting from a historical perspective like you know it's beautiful animation uh, will it hold your kids' attention now that after they've seen all the modern stuff? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, they might be a little uh, um, <laughs> bored by it. But it's still, it's an amazing film. It's the first animated film of its kind. It is, uh, if you've never seen it, uh, it really is like the Citizen Kane of animated movies. <laughs> it really is. Uh, because everyone thought Disney was crazy. Why are you making a full-length animated movie? No one's going to go see it. It was... Um and there's a, you know, I saw a special on this or something, a documentary, or I can't remember what it was on, but what he went through to get this done and how right. he had to do it and how people were just like, no one's going to, you know, there's serious heavy moments in a cartoon. Yeah. Like, dude, easy. What yeah. are you doing? First of all, it's too long. Yeah. Too much. Went over budget. Yep. Like all mm-hmm. this stuff. You know, he had to call in favors and the bank and you know and his brother was like his brother was the money guy and was <laughs> right. like dude uh-uh and one of the things uh, if you're an animation nerd too you want to really said dude yeah he might have you never know <laughs> is uh <laughs> now we take advantage sometimes of motion capturing in animation where you have actors that are actually performing the motions and they're animated over you know back in 2d animation that was not the case right. they literally would watch models you know do these moves and they would they would hand draw them and there were varying degrees of talent and success when you have these movies, um, when, you, when you go back in time. And Disney, those animators were the, uh, the masters of it. They really were, when you see the way this animation went. Okay, real quick, sp- site spotlight and fan feedback. There's a new issue edition of the weekly movie news, and the site is a little broken right now, So, but we are working on it. Yeah, I think my... my uh, you guys didn't use Squarespace for your site. No, no we, didn't. we didn't. It would be up if it think. was. Um, uh, I my review of concussion. I actually wrote a like a a column on concussion and mm, yes. as a guy who played football. So check that out. Uh, and then <laughs> so I'll read my uh, apology. Uh, sorry, everyone. I this is Graham made several mistakes in the last episode. A Danish girl is not nominated for best picture. Only Eddie Redmayne for best actor. Also it was Rachel McAdams in Spotlight, not Amy Adams. <laughs> I was so pissed off in the last episode. I didn't. I I could have just brought. I mean, like I have it up now, the Oscar nominations page, and I could have checked all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was just too mad to do any of that, and I started seeing all these people going, "Graham, what are you talking about?" Yeah. And so I was like, I just put it on the Facebook page and apologize. And many of you were hilarious. Like Morgan right. Field was like, you know, chastised before, and someone else was like, I had my point of order email already drafted. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. You know. I love the Rachel McAdams, Amy Adams. Um, I, I love that. That was genius. No, I, I think I do. I, I, I think it was something about Adams. No, yeah. no, no. Um, so. And premiering this week, uh, Hail Caesar. This is the new Coen Brothers movie. I cannot wait to see this movie. This looks absolutely hilarious. Did, now, did they do a... A December like limited release to try to no. get Oscar consideration. They no. just uh-uh. no, they didn't, which is a problem because the same computer actually that generated Brooklyn did also come up with Hail Caesar, <laughs> just in terms of Oscar odds. Right. Yes. Um, so I don't know what the hell they were thinking. Look at all the white people in that movie. It was like calculated I to win an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, it's a period mm-hmm. piece. It's yeah. A- Clooney, it's, it's got yeah, the Clooney and a period piece done. I mean, it's the Coen and White Coen Brothers, yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. I'm gonna see it. Uh, I, don't understand. I, I can't wait to see it. Um, now, the next two movies you'll know it's February, uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Um, <laughs> these movies don't really do that well. The uh, like uh, America, um, 
Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter and, you know, these kind of mashups. The books are wildly successful. However, the cinematic adaptations, not as much. Right. Um, Regression. This one I had to look up. I'd never even heard of this movie. But then uh, uh, it also shows that Ethan Hawke isn't always picky about his scripts. Hey, man, um, we all got bills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a detective and a psychoanalyst uncover evidence of a satanic cult when investigating the rape of a young woman. Now, um, again, February movie. So we just so you guys know, we will not be seeing that movie. So, <laughs> so uh, let us know, let us know if you guys, uh, yeah, how it works out if you go to see it. And uh, um, by the way, uh, a huge Ethan Hawke fan, still not going to see this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame the guy. I mean, I'm working in Vegas next week, so it's yeah, all with no. Ethan Hawke. With the, <laughs> he's my opening act. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to do a stage reading of this thing, right. of regression, yeah. for 25 <laughs> minutes, and then I'm going to come in and close. Yeah. So come by Harris, guys, uh, <laughs> February 9th through 14th. Um, all right, guys, that's our episode. Uh, Mark Guggenheim, thank you so much. Yeah, we want to thank you. We know your schedule is crazy for making, the, and we appreciate you making the time to come in. Oh, oh, it's not the schedule issue that's a problem for me. It's the it's the Russian roulette I play with my career every time I go <laughs> on this podcast. Um, that's that's really the deal breaker for me. Um, but uh, but hey, I th- something well, tells me uh, you know what something te- I I appreciate you acknowledging how busy I am. That said, I, I something tells me there will be people who listen to this podcast, and I will suddenly have a lot more time on my hands. Oh, great. Then we'll have you in more often. Well, um, it, it's hard to mention a project that you're not working on. Oh, That's well, the- <laughs> well, it's going to get easier. Yeah. It's going to get easier. So tell everybody uh, where they can find you, the, which, the which they can see. Oh, yeah. okay. Let's see. Uh, well, Arrow... Do your uh, plugs. Arrow is on uh, Wednesday nights at uh, 8 o'clock on the CW. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've very conveniently scheduled uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow for Thursday nights at 8 o'clock, also on the CW. Um, I'm writing the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comic for Marvel. Nice. Um, the second issue uh, should be out, I believe, next week or perhaps the week after. Um, and I'm also writing Rocket here at war for uh, IDW. Nice. Uh, oh, very cool. So um, Love the check that on out. I do too. And this is this is great actually. I'll I'll just quickly plug Rocketeer because it's such a fun, cool project. It's um, you know, we're doing Rocketeer, but we're doing a version of Rocketeer that you've never seen before, um, which is uh, World War II has broken out and Cliff has joined the army. Oh, um, wow. and so there the will Rocketeer, be Nazis. There are so many Nazis; it's ridiculous. Um, it's it's good old fashioned fun, um, but I, I like being able to tell a, a Rocketeer story that you know, quite frankly, has never been told before. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. also have your book Overwatch is out. Uh, I do. It's been out for it's been out for well, a little while now, but you know it. It's still available on Amazon. Uh, if you go to OverwatchBook.com, it, you can get links to all the other places you can buy it you know but it's it's pretty much available anywhere and everywhere on just about every platform so buy it on amazon guys click through our thing on comedyfilms.com once our site is fixed once our site is fixed (laughs) um all right but the store's still working store's still working that store never stops working baby (laughs) keep that store working gotta pay the bills um well, cool. I'll be headlining the Improv at Harris in Las Vegas February 9th through the 14th. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, as I uh, said on the spoiler up, I'm going to start doing this monthly like variety show at the Improv in Hollywood. They have a little lab space. That's going to mm-hmm. start February 27th. That'll be like a late night 10, 1030 show mm-hmm. in that area. I'll post more info as we lock it down. But February 27th at the Hollywood Improv. Um, what else? Very cool. We got uh, the usual stuff coming up. We're going to be announcing the LA Podfest dates very yes. soon. And we've also already uh, locked down some rather large shows that we'll be announcing uh, very, very shortly. Venue's locked. Yes. Uh, the date is locked. We just need to announce it. We're locking down these dates. We're, it's all and we're out. really excited about the Earbuds movie. We're almost done sound and music. We're literally a couple days away. We're actually only a week or two away from the entire film being finished. Yep. So we're really excited. We're, we're going to be starting its festival run and talking to distributors right now. So... Stay tuned for all that. Uh, thank you again, Mark. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. Thanks, guys. <laughs>